Hello and welcome back to Randomly Generated Conversations. I'm Wesley Sellers, and I'm here with my son, Bastian Sellers. Hello! This podcast is available on Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, as well as Spotify and YouTube. We, we'd like to ask you guys to go ahead and follow. Uh, right now we're getting a lot more listens than we have followers. And it allows us to get more visibility if you follow this, as well as allows you guys to be notified when a new episode is out. Also, encourage you to go over and subscribe to our YouTube page. We, in the future, will be doing a video version of this podcast. And we also released a video on there called Randomly Generated Movies, and we'll be having a few more of those, where we AI-generated some movie posters... And then we had to decide what the movie was about, give it a name, and uh, kind of decide the catchphrase of it. So we took time and we uh, made a video with that. It was really fun. I hope you guys go over there and watch it. And we have some others that we'll be putting out there. All right, so to not delay it any longer, today's topics are what modern gadget could you not live without? What games did you play in the school playground? Would you rather have a sports car or luxury car? And what was the last meal you cooked? So what modern gadgets could you not live without? I don't know. I could probably live without most of them. <laughs> okay. Any that would make it really difficult? Probably computers. Because I do most of my homework on a computer, and if we didn't have computers, then we'd go paper-wise, but then you lose the papers, and then you can't find them and everything like that, so. Well, even papers, they're printed with... A computer. Computers. Computers where I was going to go with, too. It's made work a lot easier. Um, I remember doing some of my first papers on a typewriter... Yes, I'm that old. Um, having to type, but then we would also, if you made a mistake, sometimes you just throw out the paper, or we had one of the fancy ones where you could load this whiteout cartridge into there, but you'd have to line it up perfectly and hit the whiteout of the letter, and would cover it up, and then keep it lined up as you put the ink cartridge back in uh, to be able to hit the number and or letter. And if you did get it moved a little bit, you'd have the words start out on one line and they'd be a little bit lower on the next one because it was hard to get it all lined back up. I'm just kind of glad not to be using typewriters anymore. Um, I do remember when we first got a computer and I did my first writing assignment on there. It was on WordPerfect was the program. And it was DOS-based. It was this black... This, blue screen in the back of the word perfect so we didn't have windows at a time but we would load this up on a disk in the computer um from the dos prompt and it was this blue screen word perfect and you would type it was easier than a typewriter but it still was not near as easy as the word processing software we have today but the progress that's been made since then 
I would not have to write, I would not enjoy writing everything out Mm -hmm. by hand. I worked in contracts for a while and proposal preparation. And I would not want to have to write a full proposal by hand or even on a typewriter. It's nice to be able to write it where you have spell check and everything else there. And it's easy to make edits too. You don't have to re-type up the whole thing if you want to make edits and everything. As well as just being able to send it digitally without having to send it in the mail and everything else. Uh, makes it so much nicer. So I agree. Computers, I think we have overdone computers. Yeah. I mean, our phones, we talked about that in a previous episode. Our phones are basically miniature computers. Our tablets are miniature computers. A lot of times nowadays, even cars are miniature computers. It is true. I mean, they're starting with... <laughs> like artificial intelligent cars, those sort of need computers in it too. Because mm-hmm. an AI is not just like, oh, it's just some sort of force. You shove it into this car and it does itself. No, it's a computer that um, can generate its own stuff due to it knows a basis of things. And my only worry about AI, though, mm-hmm. is that it's starting to get smarter and smarter most of the time. That eventually, like, it will get smart enough that it's, like, almost like a human brain. Uh, Unless somebody kill codes it, then right. it just shuts it down. Currently, from what I've read, it's not at a self-learning capability yet. Mm-hmm. It still needs human input to be able to learn. So, it still differs from a human brain where they can have it learn certain programs and improve. I mean, they've shown that with, like, different chess things and that. But AI itself... Cannot be self-sufficient, self-growing yet. Uh, yet. And with cars, yeah, they have the self-driving and everything based off of uh, maps and sensors and everything else. But yeah, it's a computer that's within it. So computers have definitely improved our life. But now they're every portion of it. Even They're taking up our life. Right, they take up our life. Even our televisions now are miniature computers in a sense that beforehand, you know, you would have a a DVD player or a VHS player or, yeah, you had the, the knob and everything. And now everything's loaded within the computer itself. It connects or to the TV itself. It connects to the Internet, can load up Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Voodoo, whatever program you watch shows on and streams them and everything and memorizes your account so it has memory there on the computer so they're basically or sorry I keep saying computer because that's what it is TV um, are basically miniature computers too so we rely so much on different computers yeah in our life I mean even we were at the store and we saw fridges that keep track of what's in your fridge and can Give you recipe ideas based off of what's in your fridge and everything. So even our refrigerators are turning into computers. It reminds me of a show, The Mitchells vs. Machines. Eventually, if like it were to be like PAL and stuff like that, they have some sort of like one person that made these things that like have those like what's going on right now mm-hmm. with the fridges and stuff like that. 
the robot apocalypse happens and those things like turn haywire and just go. It's what it reminded me of. <laughs> Mitchell's versus the machines. That's a good show. That is a very good show. All right. So, Bastion, when you were back in elementary school as a little kid, what games did you play on the school playground? We would play mostly games with like um, these. I remember it perfectly because I've gotten hit in the face by these plenty of times. These red dodgeballs. Okay. So we just play with them no matter what. We'd have to be the first ones on the playground or they'd all be gone. Mm-hmm. If you're not the first one on the playground, you don't get a ball. And that was basically what it was. I'd usually try to be the first person out there. But the problem is most of the time I'd get one of those like big purple four square balls. Those are not fun to accidentally get hit by too. But we'd usually play, like, a catching game, right? We'd throw it up in the air. Somebody have to catch it. It's behind them, right? Uh-huh. Well, with a smaller one, it's harder to catch and stuff like that, and it doesn't hurt as much. Mm-hmm. One of these big purple um, four-square balls chucked in the air. Somebody's not paying attention and bonks them on the head. It hurts. Well, that was one of the games we'd also play when I was in, like, I don't remember what grade, but I had a couple friends. So one of them moved away, but... um. We were playing a game that was literally just a Mario game, basically. We had this dodgeball. We'd bounce it back to each other, and if it was, like, five passes, and then you caught it, you were, you had a superstar, and you'd chuck at somebody. Sort of, like, um, kill with volleyball. Or, like, what we used yeah. to do with Hacky Sack, right? We'd play um, kill with Hacky Sack after it was hit five or ten times in the air by different people, then you would catch it and throw it at somebody. So, similar to that. Yeah, but we bounced it on there as long as if, as long as if, as long as it was not, um, like, out of the little square that we made, because we had chalk most of the time. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't out of the squares we made, then it was still in play, and then you had the superstar where you could chuck at somebody and they'd be out. What was the weirdest thing? I already remember that fully, because I remember... You were always out? Mm-hmm. You were always one getting hit in the head First. with the ball? <laughs> No, but then, one more game that I remember. And so, at my school, it was kind of where the girls owned the f- soccer field. So, like, okay. if you went on the soccer field, they would chase you down. And, like, you had somebody that was literally um, acting as if they were a dragon, okay? We had somebody as a dragon on the playground that they would chase you down. And if you messed up, you messed up. You better get out of there as fast as you could or you're not getting out. <laughs> But then they, like, allow certain people to go and play soccer. That's why I never played soccer on the soccer fields. Because I wasn't able to. Unless you snuck around the people and they didn't pay attention. And it got different after third grade. Then everybody just ignored each other most of the time. Actually, no. It was fifth. People would start ignoring each other. So we just played soccer most of the time. So. Okay. It was weird. We used to play a lot of stuff out on the the playground at school. We would get in trouble for something, so doing um, monkey fights on the monkey bars, or <laughs> it's called monkey fights. It's called something else, where you would be hanging there and trying to knock the other person off using kind of just your feet. Um, Oh, yeah, that was and <laughs> somebody hurt their arm, didn't break it, but sprained it. 
so we can no longer play that. I remember when we did want to play stuff like Foursquare or uh, Dodgeball. Use not Dodgeball, but Wall Ball. It's kind of like Dodgeball, but everybody's lined up against a wall and somebody's throwing balls at them. I don't know what the, what's the obsession with, like, elementary school. Even the gym teachers have this obsession of people just begging each other with these balls. Just taking them and throwing them at each other. I had you have Dodgeball, Wall Ball, all these things. It's just this obsession... With getting hit of, by balls. I had a lot of, like, gym teachers, because we didn't really have gym teachers. Mm-hmm. But they hated dodgeball, that we never actually got dodgeball as, like, a childhood game. But, like, we played it once, okay? We played it once. Somebody had, like, gotten a black eye due to a ball, hit them in the face. <laughs> and we never played it again. We just kept playing parachute games. And uh-huh. I remember those so much. Like, you'd have somebody under the parachute, and they like, grab somebody's leg, and he had a lifeguard. And it was so random. Well, that parachute games... MPE, right? In physical education. Even those included getting hit with a ball. We would play poison. Poison was you would have a ball on the parachute and you're trying to roll it and get other people out without it touching your hands there on the parachute. I remember. So once again, it's this obsession with people getting hit with a ball. But anyway, I, I digress. We go back to... We used to play wall ball. But... Right before recess, the whole class would run up to right behind the teacher's desk. That's where the tote was with all the different outdoor stuff, whether it was jump ropes or basketballs or the coveted red balls for that, right? Yes, those ones are the fun ones. And so we finally figured it out in like sixth grade. I didn't get it. The system. And it was the worst system ever because... If you got in trouble in class, you had to sit by the teacher's desk. So you wouldn't want to get in trouble enough that you were sent to detention or the principal's office. Yeah. But we kind of had a system where we'd take turns having somebody get in trouble enough that they're sitting close to the teacher's desk. Because then when recess came around, they could just turn around, grab the ball, and we had it to go out and play. But when we didn't have the ball, we had one of those, what we would call bubbles. They're the domes that have the bars all through it. And we would play spider or spider tag. So you have somebody on the underside of the bubble and they're crawling around trying to tag people that are on top. Um, Basically, they're stuck in the spider web and the spider's trying to grab them. And then when you're tagged, you become one of the spiders as well. And so you have everybody crawling until somebody's running away from all these spiders that are hanging upside down on the bubble. And that was probably the most common game we would play. Uh, we played tetherball sometimes, but the tall kids always won. And I was sense. never one of the tall kids. So tetherball got really boring really fast. You'd always try to find somebody shorter than you to play against. And then you would feel like you were actually good at it. Tetherball was not about skill. There was no skill in tetherball. <laughs> if you were tall, you won. If you were short, you lost. That's how it was. Unless you were a short guy who could jump, but jump continuously, because every time that ball came around, you had to keep being able to jump, or else the tall guy just sticks his hands up and stops it. I remember playing against mom. The, like we, She would go <laughs> and we'd play tetherball sometimes and stuff like that. I remember I won once. Okay. She still won. I was good at jumping and stuff like that. She's not that tall, but 
being you were in elementary school, you weren't taller than her yet. And then I'm going back to the spider thing. Oh, the spider thing? Sorry. Now I'm going back oh, to the okay. spider thing. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't remember like your mom playing spider no. with you. No, we played tetherball together. But um, with spider, we didn't exactly play a spider. We played like forest lava. We had stuff like that, sort of. Uh-huh. We had this little rope bridge, right? It was so much fun to play on. Somebody kicked my legs while I was walking on this rope bridge. And there's little, like, things. There's, there's a long one, and then there's a long one in the middle. And you just have, like, the little stairs, sort of, like a ladder. Somebody kicks your legs while you're in the middle, close by those long one, Like, the long one going down the middle. Ow. You fall, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. We had people that, when we were playing Floor is Lava, like, they would go and say, Hey, move out of my way, so they kick your feet that you'd fall into there. It's almost as if, like, falling in a trampoline when you're jumping and jumping and jumping, that your foot gets stuck inside this, between two springs. Ooh. And you swing back, and <laughs> that was a fun experience that one time. Trampolines, that has to be a topic for another time. Yeah. Uh, stupid things done on a trampoline. I should probably make a note of that, because we definitely need to have that as a topic for a later time. Yeah. All right, so moving on from playgrounds, would you rather have a sports car or a luxury car? Is a luxury car like the more expensive ones? Like, which is a luxury car? So a sports car is usually looks more sleek, is more for going fast and everything. I mean, looking at your um, Lamborghinis, your... Corvettes, your... Uh, Ferraris or no? Ferraris, yeah. I was going to say Porsche. You do have Porsche sports cars, but you also have some Porsche luxury cars. Um, luxury would be more of like your BMWs, your Lexus, your um, cars that have more of like the the gadgets and luxury things inside, all the little doodads here and there. Where the sports cars are more about speed, having a bigger engine in them, and um, just looking sleek. Can I choose neither? Because I'd love one of those like older cars. <laughs> no, but if I had to go with um, one of the two, I would go probably like a sports car maybe. Because those ones seem like a little... Even though they're faster, I would still make sure I didn't go super fast. Because I'm uh-huh. not... Good with speed and stuff like that, so. Okay. But yeah. I mean, you said older cars, so instead of like a sports car, luxury car, you'd want more of like a vintage or collection mm-hmm. a type, like T. a Model T. I'm just no, not one of those. <laughs> but like, I've been seeing this car around, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like one of my dream cars. It's a pretty cool one. But I can't name it. Mm-hmm. I think you've a- shown it to me. At one point, it was or pointed like a convertible it out, or something like that. Like it was a one of those sort of convertible things that like had the the one that wasn't automatic, like the button thing. I think uh-huh. you had to like hook it up or something like that. It was it was a nice car. Well, I think you've also taken a liking to like some of the older Corvettes as well, um, the old style, not the newer style. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every time that you mention a car that you like or point one out it's always kind of a old vintage car so Um, maybe you'll find one of those one day and restore it or whatever and i mean that's what somebody did for a school project okay so yeah 
Sports car, luxury car. I I am there with neither as well because I like to be able to work on my own cars and I really hate how much computer-driven the luxury cars are and how hard they are to work on. And the small and the sports cars usually being more compact are a little harder to work on as well. Yeah. However, if I had to choose, I am not a speed driver. I'm not always going under the speed limit either. I mean, sometimes I'll go, you know, five or a little over the speed limit. But I don't need that big engine, right? And with the... I mean, if you're putting a V8 under a smaller car, it's still a V8. It's still using at least, I mean, I haven't been looking at sports cars for a while. But when I was younger, I mean, uses a lot more gas than just regular yeah, cars. So I, th- I think expensive. luxury car to me would be a little more like it. I mean, I've had... A Lincoln Town car. That was one of the first cars I drove. My dad had it. It was like a huge boat. Had lights. When you put on a turn signal, the you'd have a light on the side. For the whole purpose of the front end was the whole size of another compact car. So you had to be able to see in order to turn. Also have had a... I mean, that was a 87, I believe. And I had a Lincoln Continental... From the 90s. That was also really nice. When you'd open the door. The seat would move back for you. And then you'd close the door. And it moves into position and everything. Or mirrors adjust to different settings automatically. And I liked those cars. So those would fall under the luxury style. So I think I'd be more prone for a luxury car than a sports car. Just because I don't have the need for speed. I don't have... This desire to go fast, and I don't need a big engine in the car. Well, I don't um, desire to go fast either, so then I might go luxury car. <laughs> but, like, the look of sports cars, in my opinion, is Yes, cool. they, they have a very nice have, sleek look. So if I had, like, the look of a sports car, but I had the engine of, like, a Corolla, um, <laughs> <laughs> then, then maybe. Then, then maybe. you would be laughed at, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness, such a nice car. Can they I go to floor it, and it's like... Zero to sixty in like five minutes. Just kidding. <laughs> Some's also to be said about the fact that they do have a V eight in there, and V eights tend to last longer than some of the smaller engines. And that's why trucks with the larger engines tend to uh, be able to get three hundred, four hundred thousand miles on them. So there's something to be said about the hardiness of the engine. Yeah. Um. Just personally, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, and I just go for the look of the car then. Because mm-hmm. then, like, the ladies are going to be like, oh my goodness, this car's amazing. Like, this you pop the hood and, and the, the squirrels hood. jump out. <laughs> the squirrels are running the wheel inside the car. Pop the hood and it's like some old motor, some old um, <laughs> engine from like a very old car. You have to crank mix, it to get it started. <laughs> I mix the old with the new. And I call it... The old new. The new old. There we go. <laughs> All right. So, what was the last meal you cooked? 
quesadilla. <laughs> I had thought you were going to say ramen noodles. No, I didn't do that. that my, my sister did that. <laughs> no, the last meal, I think it was actually ramen noodles was the last <laughs> meal I cooked. And this isn't even like ramen noodles on the stovetop. This is like Mm-mm. pouring water in a cup of ramen or cup of noodle and sticking it in the microwave. Mm-hmm. Due to, I haven't been able to cook in a little while since like I have, since I need, still need a little help and I have fear of heat and sharp objects and yeah. Oh, he's always talking about how he wants to cook or own a bakery or whatever, but we ask him to slice some onions and he's afraid of the knife. <laughs> Can I cut it with a butter knife? No, no you need I'm a sharp never knife. i like that. <laughs> I've actually cut some things with like a sharp knife, but it, it scares me sometimes. What would the fear of fire be? Arson phobia? I, I, I'll have to look that up sometime. Maybe that'll be your next trivia question. What is the fear of fire? Because we have... Aquaphobia is the fear of water. Acrophobia, okay. I don't remember what that was. <laughs> the fear of doing acrobatics? I don't know. I think it was like the fear of air or something like that. Heights or something like that. Okay. I mean, like the fear of spiders or acrophobia. But like the fear of um, sharp objects was like arco something phobia. And I'm like, oh, that's a fun one to say. Acheophobia, something like that. Acheophobia. Accio firebolt. Oh, wait. <laughs> Acheophobia. Hey, uh, don't think you want to. Acheophobia. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I haven't cooked in a while. Last meal I cooked, well, that was today. Mm-hmm. I made miso soup with uh, pork and shrimp lumpia. That was good. See, he cooks better things than I ever can because he uses, he cooks like um, the miso soup. He made that with like different ingredients and stuff like that. Well, yeah, if the, you make it with just one ingredient, it would be no, water. No, I didn't mean that. <laughs> but the whatever, I don't know how to say it, um, lumpia. Uh-huh. The lumpia he got from a cardboard box. And that I, I did. even um, heat that up in a cardboard <laughs> box. <laughs> I was trying to avoid the fact that those ones were frozen and all I did was fry them up. (laughs) I'm not really the best at shoving things in a toaster, putting stuff in a microwave. No, no. It's it's an ongoing joke about a toaster. Do I cook this ramen in a toaster or... No, not that. Not that joke. Not that joke. Just kidding. No, he was... How old were you? Like... I think 12. 12 or 13. and... And I didn't want to do it. He was asking us to make him some toast or to heat up a Pop-Tart. And we're like, just go put it in the toaster. And he's like, I don't know how to use a toaster. And we just look at him like, okay, we failed as parents. (laughs) If he doesn't know how to use a toaster. But I remember I did use a toaster like once before and I just didn't want to do it. (laughs) Laziness. I think it's because we got the newer toaster because the other one like broke so mm-hmm. I didn't know how to use that new toaster. And you guys are like. It's the same. You push something down and then it pops back up. Not just that. <laughs> I mean the heating wise. I know what a toaster is supposed to do. If your toaster does not pop the toast out of the toaster. There's something wrong with your toaster. Go get it fixed. <laughs> or you left it on too long. <laughs> right. 
if you start smelling smoke and then you don't see any toast there, please get your toaster fixed. <laughs> or look at it and figure out what's the problem. Or call us at... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do love to cook. I think I do the majority of the cooking around here. Um, my wife cooks sometimes, but I, I do, do the majority of it. Like that. I mostly do like desserts that I get from cardboard boxes or like the mm-hmm. bags and stuff like that. But I still do pretty good with those. Like that's my thing. I love doing desserts. I love like I never made bread, but I love bread, and mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite. Things. I make a pretty good pizza dough. I mean, you make, pretty good you make pizza. a pretty good pizza. I did start making chocolate. I bought the cacao butter to melt down as well as the cacao powder and then just add whatever I want into it. And those are turning out good. I really love, I think we've established it before, I love dark chocolate. I love it to not be too sweet. I think that was a question. Like, do you like dark or light chocolate? Like milk chocolate? Right. And we all said dark chocolate. I think that. I don't remember what that one was. And so in order to control the sweetness in it and the way that I want it, I decided I would just start to learn to make my own chocolate. Mm -hmm. He made it um, with candy canes, uh, peppermint dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. It was delicious. Crushed candy canes in there. And I made one with nuts, but I did a hazelnut dark chocolate. I have, for the next batch, I have some... uh, Orange oil, I'm gonna make it with along with some or some uh, orange peels, some orange zest inside okay. it. So that'll be good too. I get to be the taste tester over here. Mm-hmm. The first time I tried to make it, I tried to make it with uh, coconut oil instead of the cacao butter, uh, and it was fine when it first set, except for the recipe called to use honey instead of uh, sugar or cane sugar in it and the honey separated from the chocolate so the honey was all on the bottom so there was no sweetness on the other part and the coconut oil melts so easy afterwards so you had this chocolate that would just melt the moment you're holding it plus it wasn't sweet because all the honey was just at the top of it it did not turn out that's why I realized that I needed to do it with um, actual cane sugar. Or I've read that you could do it with uh, the real maple syrup, which yeah. I may try as well. And I needed to get the actual cacao butter. And doing it with that turned out great. So anyway, yeah, I, I love to cook. Not everything is from a box. The lumpia today was because... Maybe everything's from a box. That was just I'm easier. Just no, <laughs> he... He may like to make his own stuff, and if we try something from, like, a different place, he's like, hmm, maybe I should try making this. And then he finds a recipe online, and then it comes out a little better than this, the restaurant that we went and got it from. And I never, I get a recipe and use a recipe for the ideas and the basis. I have a very hard time actually following a recipe. Once I get the basis, okay, here's the ingredients, then I'll go and just kind of figure it out. I do that with mole. Because I love mole. Now, pumpkin pie did have a recipe, and I'm very specific to that recipe. Okay. But I love mole. But when I looked for recipes online, they had like 10,000 ingredients. 
And I was like, no way is everybody who makes mole using all these ingredients. Ingredients, yeah. So, as I was eating mole, I started to break apart the flavors. And I'm like, okay, there's this and this and this and this. And just went to the to the stovetop, decided I was going to make it. And the first time I made it, it turned out really good. And it still does after this. That even my wife's mom, who's from Mexico, makes mole. She said it was really good. Yeah, I remember not her saying that, but like, I remember that you told, you had told me that before where... Like, and I really like your mole, too. It's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I remember that when I was a little child. I saw photos. Oh, you loved mole when you were little. Had my face covered in it. Mm-hmm. The time flies. So, for those who don't know, mole, it's a chili sauce used with chicken in Mexico. But it often has uh, peanut butter and chocolate, chocolate. in it. As well. And so I like to make mine a little more with a chili chili base, right? But it has kind of a cinnamony, chocolatey taste. And I'll use the powdered uh, peanut butter mix in order to thicken it up. Didn't one of your, like, friends really like it too, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like cooking. We actually are starting a an idea around the house because we love trying food from different countries and uh, we're really adventurous that way. Uh, sometimes with friends, they like to stick to very specific places and we're like, oh, let's go try out this new restaurant from this country or from that country. So we decided around here that each month we're going to select a country and just prepare recipes from that country. Get the recipes, learn them, become familiar with it. And it can be anywhere. It could be, you know, well-known cuisine like Italian or Mexican, or it could be lesser known cuisine. Well, lesser known around here. Yeah. Um, And so that'll be really fun. This Next month, we're going to be doing food from Belgium. And so that would be really cool for me because it's kind of similar to the food from Holland. They have some influence there. And with my mom being from Holland, my opa would make a lot of food from there as well as my oma. And so I'm kind of excited to learn some of these recipes from Belgium. All right, well, we appreciate you guys joining us today. And we look forward to having you join us next time. Don't forget to to follow us. Help us get that visibility as well as for you guys to get the notifications of when we release new episodes. Thank you. And have a great day.